1: Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
2: I'm back to the ticket 93.7 on the black shirt to Follow. We got the captain, and he's back <laughs> now. That's right, I am back in the building. I had to call in a favor, but you know, sometimes it's, it's good to know people, it's about who you know, you know. Nepotism, baby, at its finest. <laughs> I got plumbers, contractors. Uh, car guys, you name it, and what you call what's his name too? What did you say his name was Terrell? Who that? Rallo. Rallo. Yeah. Rallo. Yeah. Stop meeting him. I got Rollo too. Yeah. But Rallo fired because yeah. Rallo keep giving me this bad equipment, and he's messing up the infrastructure of the show. Yeah. Need- and I'm gonna have to go underground and call Bauer so they can help me. You like that, didn't you? <laughs> R- R- Rilo, Rilo's going to the box store, and he's just digging through the box store and getting you some um, off-brand stuff. So, <laughs> Shout out to Rilo. Slap a
0: Sony sticker on it. <laughs> yeah. It's Sony, man.
2: Then the next thing you know, you look at it, it's Tony. Powered by Bauer. Yeah. See, that's how that works. Now, I got a guest on, okay? And this is... This is like a big brother to me. Um and he played here well before my time, but I, I, I was at the fence. I was at the games. I was watching the plays in the 80s. And um, you know, when I think about the fabric of who we were in the nineties, it had to start from somewhere. And so we're gonna just go back down memory lane. And we're gonna bring in the new guest I've got here, Cartier Walker, senior 510-175 from Atlanta City, New Jersey. Holy Spirit. This is the previous school. Cartier, what's, what's up, up brother? What's up, V? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Good, what's tell up, Tim? <laughs> I, well, wait a minute, though. Tell me real quick. Let me ask you a question. Because I, I got I to gotta build the foundation. Talk to me about where you're from, who recruited you, how'd you make it to Nebraska? Um, Langston, New Jersey, Frank Solich.
1: Coach Solich recruited New Jersey. Obviously, he got Mike, got Irving, got Charles. They came to my school. I ran the 40, as Doug Coleman would say. So they got great Doug Coleman out of there, too, from New Jersey, and the rest was Mm -hmm. history. So that's how it all transpired. So actually, Rozier Irving laid the foundation for the New Jersey boys to start coming. And then, as you know, the late, great Scotty Ballman as well came, Mike Fullman, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the, the big thing. So Coach Solis was the the key to the kids coming from New Jersey. Mm
2: -hmm. Thoughts on, actually, I want to stay back there. What, what was, what was life like in 1988, 87, 84? What was life like? Oh, I mean, it was, was, you know, I grew up rough, you know, in in a tough
1: neighborhood project kid. So coming to Nebraska, you know, with coach Osborne was a way to change my life. You know, he was more of a father figure. And, you know, Nebraska helped develop me to the man I am today. And so that being said, you know, coming here, it was like everybody loved you. You know, everybody, the fans, we were a family. We played for each other. Coach McBride instilled that with us, as you guys know. You know, we, we played for each other, and we cared about what was in that room the man next to you. And that was the biggest thing that helped us and helped me as a person. And then as you can see, we all still are intertwined and it's basically family and friends for life.
2: Yeah, you, you, Cartier, I, I, a lot of people don't know this, but so me and Cartier is connected because he was one of the ones that was actually still around when I was playing. When I even even when I got done, I'm I, I'm in I'm in contact. Right, that's important. Exactly. Right. And
1: I think over the years with some of the different coaching changes, I feel like we kind of lost that. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe the Callahan years, even the Riley. I mean, I, I was coaching, so I I was able to actually come back. And actually sit down with, say, Coach Cosgrove, Coach Blake. When I, that's when I first got into coaching, so they helped me give me some. Because I ended up being a coordinator, so i you know, I, I played DB, so I knew all about defense, was so back. But I wanted to know a little more about linebacker, different reads, defensive line. So that was the difference there. So I was able to come back for that. But during that regime, there was it didn't seem like there was a lot of former players that came back until. You know, Bo got back in there. And then of course he had Marvin
2: on staff and so forth. You know, we were talking. Do you think uh Bill Callahan got a got a got a fair shake at it?
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
1: I don't feel like he did. I think, you know, that, that was the first time I felt like it, was, it seemed like more of the, the, the couch coaches got involved because they were pushing him to get rid of, you know, Cosgrove. And remember, he went two and two. You know, his first year was a little, yeah. And then he went two years in a row. And, and remember, he had Zach Taylor the year before he, you know, went ye. And so he had to replace him. And that's the key to any successful program is your quarterback. You know, you get a quarterback as a freshman, you've got to hope. There it is again, keyword hope. He produces, if not by the next few years, there it is, same with Riley. I mean, his first year he had Armstrong. It was suspect because there it is, new system. Second year, Armstrong's in the system. That's a winning record. Third year, has a new quarterback transfer in, and it is. So that's, that's the key to success
2: one of the big things is that quarterback position. Well it's probably one of the biggest yeah you got to have that you got to have exactly. that solid but I think you got to have guys that are young and then put great 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 guys around them that can help protect them that can that can protect so well that you can put in the third stream Matt turman all little bitty Matt turman exactly. because he knows exactly. how to run and manage the offense and he's been in the system he was able to be successful. Exactly. And that's it's, built it's in depth building debt as well. And buying in. Okay, so I know Callahan, I, I and I think Callahan, you know, for a lot of different reasons. He 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 brought in recruits. You know, we talk about we talk about the different recruiting class. I think we're up to what, twenty-three now? Yes. Are we twenty-three? Somewhere in there. Anyway, we're top twenty-five now in recruiting. I know over the last twenty years we've been top 25. Why hasn't that equated to winning games? The, the, the biggest
1: thing is coaching. That's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, I coached, and I'll, I'll look at the school that, you know, really I made my bread and butter at, and that was South Dakota State. You know, I coached there when we transitioned from D2 to one aa And they haven't looked back since. And they start peaking, and and you see NDSU has been the team of one double A, and they finally this year kicked the door in. But they had been beating them, and they've been going back and forth. But the key there, and I learned, and I you know through coaching, I went to different places there, and I'll touch on that later on. But the key was we visited other coaches, like for instance Boise State. We went there and learned some stuff from Chris Peterson. And that was the key he used, too, that he would never be outcoached and would not be prepared. Now, he might not have the players, as you look at Boise State when he was there, but he was never outcoached, and those players were never in the wrong position. They didn't beat themselves. They might have lost because of talent, but they didn't beat themselves. And that was the key, too, with South Dakota State. Coach Stigemeyer took that. Hard work, coaching, it's not overcoaching, but it's coaching, and making sure everybody buys in and everybody's on the same page. And that's the keys to success.
2: Mm. What You know, transfer portal. We've got a lot of players. We've got, you know, we, we've given Terrell his wishes and we're getting players from Georgia. Um, what's your thought on the transfer players and the transfer portal? How can that is that – do you look at those guys as guys that can help us? How do you see those guys? Well, Talking to some other coaches, some of them it, 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 it's either feast or famine But some of them
1: can also hurt you. I mean, you're bringing, you could be bringing a cancer. My thing is, long as they buy in, I'm for it. Because some of them haven't, you know, looking at just me looking on the outside looking at them. Some of them haven't played other than special teams. Like you take the kid from that's the 6'8", 3, 350 tackle. I mean, he's a big kid. He obviously didn't crack the lineup. But as a coach, I would have redshirted him, got him in the weight room, maybe got some weight down, see if he could move. I think that's what, you know, Kirby smart and them are smart. I mean, hindsight, they had a freshman. I don't know if you guys watched that game. I think it was number 13. Did you see him? Well, he was a freshman, defensive end. He was balling. So they played the best players they could play. And I think you guys touched on it earlier with that tight end room. I mean, he, he couldn't crack the lineup. Now you look at – He's got, what, four years left for three? Now, you look at it, he stays in the system, and he could have maybe waited his turn. He'd probably be starting. Bowers would be graduating, and by if not this year, next year, he's the man. You know, so that's how I look at it. I mean, it's, it's hit or miss. I mean, these, I think these guys look athletic, and they can help. But the jury's out. I mean, so, you know, Mississippi had a lot of transfer uh, kids this year. You know, and I was looking at the stats, and it did, it, it worked out at first. They were 7-0, and and in the end, 8-4, it, it seemed like it didn't work. So, I don't know. I mean, like I said, the jury's out on the, uh, the transfers. Alabama got Williams, Lay was it, last year?
2: He, he was a stud. So well, i tell you it, what. i tell you what like we're going to do. We, season got, season. we got more Cartier. Cartier, don't go nowhere. I'm don't not. go nowhere. I'm going to throw it to break, but before I do, black shirt. Remember the big kid that we always talked about, right, that they, that Mickey had moved over to the offensive side of the ball, that transferred out. What was it from California? Jalen Weaver. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this kid is that big, right, maybe bigger than, Jay, than him. My mm-hmm. question is, being that tall, being that big, how mobile, agile, and hostile are you? We'll be right back. Captain.